0: Welcome back, everybody. Episode 166 of the Besiktas International Black Eagles Podcast. Sort of garbled that, but you guys know what I'm saying. Um, So yes, we're back. Sorry, a little late. Um, I keep doing these things like a couple days late to give a little space between episodes. Uh, And so it's a kind of weird... Push and pull game um, that we're being able to play in here. Um, I di- I'm, di- I'm run- rolling alone, rolling solo, uh, your host, Sinan Schwarting, live from New York City. Uh, chilly spring. We've lost that, that warm weather here in the city of New York. Um, but uh, similarly, I suppose you could say, we've sort of lost our the spring in our step in in the Besiktas world of late. So, um, obviously, going into this match against Sivas, we were hoping for, um, you know, a, a bit of a recovery, perhaps, you could say. I mean, it's weird. We haven't really even, like, faltered in the sense of, like, really a collapse, you know, it's it's just not quite being up to standard, really. But, um, nonetheless, we were hoping for a bounce back against Sivas um, hopefully we'll we'll get back to kind of coming in right after matches with this next one although perhaps we'll do it a day or so later so we can wait for results to come in elsewhere But um, yeah let's talk Sivas I'll try to keep this one brief it was a surprisingly boring match all in all with very few highlights um, and so, as such I'll try to keep this thing ...as short as possible. Let's see if I can do the shortest... ...Black Eagles podcast of all time. That would be ideal... ...for all of us, perhaps. So that... Uh, ...we can all... ...just be focused on this upcoming match... ...on Saturday. That would be a huge one. Um, but so... ...obviously going into this match... ...so... ...we... Uh, ...had previously... ...dropped points against Ankara Guju, ...and... ...additionally... Kuztepe had lost one to three against Galatasaray, and IBB, the old school IBB, or these, these days I suppose we're supposed to call them Başakşehir, uh, lost one to two against Fenerbahçe. Uh, our, our rivals behind us, uh, all getting some points on us, putting a little scare in us, so to speak, um, and so. Right out of the gates here, and we'll talk lineup uh, first. Of course, there's a lot riding on this one. Uh, let's talk about our lineup. Uh, not not too many surprises. Emerson Destanolu in the goal, Domagoj Vida and Wellington turn on the back line, Valentin Rosier and Fabrice and Sakala uh, being reinserted onto the left side. Joseph on the, in the back of our midfield with Dodo Khan and Atiba in front of him. So a bit of a change. Rashid Ghazal on the right side, Kyle Aaron on the left, and, good news, we, 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 we thought, Vincent Abubakar. It was back in the starting lineup, um, back up front for us. So things were looking up. And so we'll dive right into the uh, match proceedings. But obviously, as I said, with, with the significance of this match very clear all around, um, it was also clear from the beginning of this match that there was some tentativeness, some, some nerves. Uh, certainly on on part of Besiktas, we seemed very uh, conscious of how vital any moment could be and, and very weary of making mistakes. You could even say afraid of making mistakes and, and you never really want to be playing like that. Uh, so it was, it was a slow, slogging first half. Really boring. Not a lot of activity. Um, seven minutes into the game, Max Gradel for Sivas would make their intent clear. Sending in a cross fairly well. Though Domingos Vida would clear it triumphantly and, and make it clear that we were not going to be faltering in the back. Um, 24th minute, Atiba along the the in the corner of the left side somehow. it's all over the place these days. Uh, with like a little classy back heel to Kyle Laren who cuts in along the sideline. now uh, the end line, I should say. Uh, and gets a shot in. I mean, the, the angle's really obviously too tight. In that he's hugging the line there. And, um, you know, whatever. Still. Some intent on our end. You like to see it. But that would be it. That would be almost it for, for the for a long time. It wouldn't be for another 20 minutes, uh, and it would be in the 44th minute, that, again, it would be Max Gr- Gradel with some nifty footwork along the left side, um, putting in... I, I It could have been a cross. It could have been a shot. Whatever it was, it forced Ersin into action. Um, he would do well, clearing it far out of, out of the box. Um, and then our defender, I think it may have been Wellington, would get on the other end of it, clear it further out, um, but, nonetheless, it would drop back to Sivas. Robin, Robin Yalchin, a name many will uh, recognize, got the ball, sent it in well, again, for Max Gradel, who headed it, and it was a close one, actually. It could have easily um, been a, uh, a goal there against us, but luckily it was, it was high and wide, and so that was it. And that would be it for the first half, nil-nil, and that was it, that was all the action done already with the first half, Uh, except for one vital bit of news, which is that Vincent Abubakar would come up lame at some point late in the half, um, pulling up his leg, clearly still injured. It looked like that hamstring still, uh, which would obviously be bad news, and it looked like he was legitimately hurt too, so I think most of us saw that and thought, uh oh. Uh, we, We obviously rushed him back. He's probably going to be out for a little while, we we all feel, felt. Um, And, um, yeah, that would be, like, with Jenk Tosin's season over, uh, that would be a major setback for us in this final push for the title. I think that's how most of us were feeling. It's a lot. Uh, But, yeah, that's it. That would be it for the half. Second half, we'd come out... And obviously with a little intent. 46 minutes, so right, right into the half. By the way, Nkudu would come in for Abubakar um, and obviously Laren going up front then. Wellington would come in from the back, take a shot from distance that would actually put, you know, uh, Ali, Shashal, Vudal uh, on, on notice, if you will. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, but then, three minutes later, Wellington would get himself a yellow card. And this is bad news in that he now, I believe, has a yellow card suspension. So he will be missing our upcoming match against Kai City. Um Hopefully we can fill in for him all right. I believe uh, Montero is back so he could play or perhaps um, Najip on the back line or something like that. We'll, we'll see. But nonetheless, uh, 52nd minute. You know, the, the, the light, life goes on. Wellington's out there. He's not going to come out. Hopefully he won't get carded again, we are right. Uh, 52nd minute Nkudu with a nice little uh, lob into Atiba's path. Atiba with a nice little sort of dribbling ball out to Dodokan, who's sort of rushed up the left side. Dodokan, a nice couple moves. is brought down in the penalty box. Uh, Is it a penalty, though? Eh, Probably not, if we're going to be 100% honest with ourselves. Um, At the same time, I think, for anyone who... Who thinks there's conspiracies to, to give us the title effect, as of right now. you know these are the things these are the sort of like 40 60 chances where like if they really wanted to give us the title they could have used that as a springboard for it and so obviously uh that's not the case um but so yeah no penalty call but nonetheless atiba would kind of cut out the clearance send it on the ground Precisely to Rashid Ghazal, who would also then send it forward really well on the ground. Uh, along the side for Valentin Olozier, who would just shank his shot up high and wide. And unfortunately, that would be it uh, for that chance. And it would really have, it was a great one. Um, not only in the penalty, potentially, that was not called. Which probably wasn't a penalty, if we're it. But especially in terms of the one that drops to Valentin Rosier, which he blows, if we're going to be 100% honest, you know, got to call it like you see it, um, he's been a stellar player for us, no doubt, but he blew that opportunity, uh, granted he's a right back, so it's not like uh, it's not like it's supposed to be in his skill set, uh, he's a solid finisher, uh, anyhow, 55th minute um, Coyote would enter the match for Yatabade. Uh, 57th minute, Coyote would send the ball up well for Erdogan Yeshulyurt. Erdogan Yurt would, um, take a shot. That was just a wobbly mess and luckily would miss and not really be a problem for us. Uh, in the 68th minute... Fajir? Fajir? F- yeah, anyway, I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna mess with that. Sends in a free kick, drops to Kamara, Sivas' defender, who had a pretty solid game, if we're all gonna be honest. Uh, but he would head it high, and uh, another chance to them, that would go begging. 71st minute subs for Besiktas, finally. Um, besides, obviously, the one forced sub with Abubakar, But uh, in the 71st minute, gokan Ture, would come into the match for Dorukan, which is sort of a weird move if we're gonna be 100% to be honest there um, and Adem Liayich would enter the match for Rashid Ghazal. so a lot of activity uh, a lot of changes um, obviously Saragan again trying to add some energy into the offense and attack and it would be effective honestly Seventy-third minute. Cloud Demir a yellow card for a, a clumsy tackle. Adem Ljajic would step up, take a free kick from the deep in the left of uh, of their side of the of the pitch at least. But it would drop just wide of the goal. I mean, it was sort of coming in, looping in. You know, it's one of those things where you could easily say that Adem Ljajic, if it had gone, and had done it on purpose because he's sort of sneaky like that um but it's just wide in the end really like from deep coming in from high it was wild um in sorry cat noises there 74th minute uh Jorge Felix would come into the match for Robin who would leave 80th minute again Adam Liia this time deep from the right side would send it in really perfectly and it would I mean it looked like it was perfectly set up for Domingo Vida to head home and he would just miss Um, which you know he's the guy who you'd almost want to be on the other on the other end of that so a shame obviously there 85th minute another sub for Sivas Aruna Kone coming in for Max Gradel who you know I mentioned a few highlights of his he was very impactful Uh, You have to give him credit for that. 89th minute, Domingos Vida. Yellow card. I don't believe he's suspended now from that, um, but he might be in danger of it soon. 91st minute, Erdogan Jeshulyert again. Uh, This time, along the sideline would come in and uh, instead of taking a silly shot from an angle, would send in a cross that would be muffed out by Ersin. Solid keeping there. Um, sort of underspoken game for him. It's solid though. Ninety-fifth um, minute, Bernard Mensah would enter the game for Kyle Laren, which sounds crazy but makes sense in the, in the moment. You know, Kyle Laren was playing so poorly at that point that you know someone had to come in for him, and, and we didn't really have anyone at, at his position. So it is what it is, right? Um, and then the ninety-eighth minute, another yellow card for Beshtesh. This one for Joseph. No problem. Um, he was just suspended for his yellow card accumulation, so he's fine now. In uh, the 99th minute, <laughs> a moment, um, Adem Lijajic would find Gokantore really nicely, um, finding him kind of in motion. Gokantore would then send in a cross perfectly for Doma Vito who would just muff it. I mean, it came in at a weird height, perhaps. So it's a little tough for Vida, but yeah, he just absolutely muffed what was a what looked to be a solid opportunity. Uh, but in the end, Gokantore was offside, so wouldn't have mattered. Uh, and that was it. Final whistle blown. That was the 99th minute already, so you know a lot of time taken off because there was a lighting issue. Um, but yeah, whatever it was, that was, uh, it was things were not to be. If you if you know what I mean. Nil-nil, um, a draw not a very great result. So, let's just keep things rolling. I'll, I'll keep it light on the analysis uh, and I'll kind of let the stats, uh, well, I'll let my analysis of the stats be uh, my sort of analysis, if you will. <clears throat> Again, for the sake of brevity, we're going to try to keep this thing as short as possible. Um, so let's start with, uh, Evron sent me his, uh, his stats here. I, I scrambled into this thing last minute, so uh, everyone couldn't be here with us. He'll be back. Uh, but so he sent me the, the, the advanced stuff, the XG. So, see us had 0.6 to our 0.4. Not pretty. Uh, seven shots each, though, four on target for best touch to so their zero. Phenomenal stuff. <laughs> um, Uh, pass accuracy, so I guess Beshtash completed 571 passes, Sivas 263, we completed at an 81% rate to their 62%, so defensively we were actually fairly solid. They committed 22 fouls, which uh, was like a record, I think, and uh, I couldn't quite catch what the announcer was saying, but I think he said that they set a record for fouls committed. 22. We committed 11 to be fair, but I mean yikes. We got, however, three yellow cards to so their one somehow. So you do the math on that. Uh, five offsides for them to our two. We each had one corner. So, I mean, things were kind of equal <coughs> in the sort of ebb and flow of the match. Um, they had opportunities, so did we. Although we had most of the ball, we had the better opportunities, if you will, kind of more shots on target. So. Um, Despite XG saying they were slightly better, I think you could actually make the argument that we were slightly better and perhaps more deserving of a goal and had sort of nicer... sort of sniffs at it, even, if you will. But... They certainly had a couple opportunities themselves, and... Um... You know, I don't think anybody dominated this match by any stretch. And it was fairly even. Even. <laughs> even, even. Even, Steven. Um... Let's see what kind of other advanced stats we can get here. So they had um, 72% passing accuracy in our half. We were 80% in their half, which is, uh, you know, make of that what you will. Um, Touches in the opponent's box. They had 15 to our 11, which kind of explains their XG, perhaps. Uh, But so, yeah, that's it for the advanced stats and the kind of general match stats. Uh, I guess the the main thing being 68 uh, percent possession, um, which you know perhaps a little surprising for for some, given that it was you know seemingly fairly equal. But yeah, um, I, mean, I I actually do think it was pretty equal, despite us possessing the ball like that. Because yeah, I mean I don't I don't need to keep repeating myself. I think I've made my points. Um, let's talk individual statistics for the sake of, um, I don't know, talking individual statistics. Statistically, the play, the highest-rated player was Wellington. Uh, and then a number of their guys, Ahmed Oz, uh, Uru Chivchi, then Domagoš Vida, then Claudemir Ali Sashal, Vural, then Valentin Rozier, a pretty solid match, jo, uh, Joseph De Souza as well, pretty solid, and then Fabrice and Sakala. Doing pretty well as uh, also. And from there then you get to the mediocre guys. Uh, Nkuru, Dorukan, Janer, Osman Pasha for them, Ersin Destanolu, Erdogan Yeshilut, Rashid Gazal is in the mediocre batch. And then the sort of less than expected, you have Atiba, Adem Lyaj, Kyle Laren, and then you go into the negative zone and a you have Guys who didn't play much, basically. And somehow uh, Max Gradell, but I, 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 mean, I honestly was fairly impressed with his performance. I'm guessing he just wasn't very efficient, and uh, a lot of crossing that, you know, didn't didn't come off, which was in some cases his fault. Other cases, not so much. You know, they're not coming up with a lot of guys, typically a lot of counterattacking on their part, so can't really hold that against him. Now Wellington was the highest-rated player. Despite getting a yellow card, uh, well, now, why would that be? Uh, he had 100% shot accuracy. His one shot from distance was uh, saved fairly comfortably, though. He had 53 accurate passes at an 82% rate, and he created a chance, which is quite solid. He played the full 90 minutes. Uh, the shot, obviously, you know, was something. Uh, he. Uh, Yeah, I said 65. So he tried 65 passes, Uh, he he completed 53, he completed a cross, he had eight long balls attempted, four of them completed, so that's pretty solid, he had a key pass, 83 touches, so he was just omnipresent, Uh, he won eight duels of 12, so just a a really solid game, two clearances, yeah, Can't, can't really say enough about his match. He was our, high, our best performer, you know, ratings-wise. Domagos Vida, 91 accurate passes, so he was even more efficient at a 94% rate, and he created a chance. So, uh, our defenders were doing it all in this match. Most importantly, not allowing any goals, right? The clean sheet. Um, Ercin Destanolu is not rated highly in this match, and that's not any fault of his own. He did everything that was asked of him. Uh, it's just that our defenders really gave him very little to do, I suspect. Um Vida attempted six long balls. He completed four of them. One key pass. 105 touches. So even more omnipresent than our boy Wellington. Um, he won five out of eight duels. Four clearances. Um, yeah, just really you can't say enough. Five aerial duels won. Only one lost. Just... You know, really solid. Three recoveries as well. So yeah, between those two, you probably have your man of the match. Take your pick. Maybe you give it to Vida because he didn't have the yellow card like Wellington did, uh, which got him suspended. Uh, On the other hand, maybe you give it to Wellington because Vida was a little sloppy up front with the header that dropped to him. Uh, And also the, the late volley that he sort of muffed. Although in his defense again... Gocantone was offside, so it didn't really matter. Um, Let's talk about Valentin Lozier, who is rated very highly. 28 accurate passes for a 76% rate. Not that good, although again, you gotta remember, he's crossing more than those other guys, probably. Uh, One shot, not on target, obviously. We all remember that one. That was a big miss. So that's probably his moment that we remember the most, but... I suppose the underlying message here is that he played a solid game despite that, and so we should cut him some slack, perhaps. He won five out of seven duels, for example. Uh, really solid stuff. 62 touches, so he was very active. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to go too too far into deal. He had seven recoveries, so that was exceptional, actually. Um, I won't go too far into anyone else's stats. Just... Um, everyone was actually fairly solid, except for anyone up front. Uh, and so that's the stat I will leave us with. My low light for the match probably is gonna go to Kyle Larin, And he, uh, he played 89 minutes. He was subbed late in the match. Um, he had two shots. One on target, one not. 27 passes, 77% success rate. So that's not terrible, although... Again, he's doing lots of short balls and stuff, so that could have been better too. Um, what we didn't see much of was duels. Um, he was seven of fourteen with duels. Um, on the wing, he's a lot more active. In one way, um, he's doing more. He's engaging in duels in a defensive stance, and he's typically more successful as a striker with his back to the goal that's not the case as much and he's far less impactful and it's a shame you know I thought he was making progress in terms of realizing that he is physically superior to most of the guys around him he can use his body to shield himself to make moves to hold defenders off so the ball can run ahead of him and stuff he didn't do any of that in this match Um, in his defense he was injured he came off injured Hopefully he'll be he'll be healthy uh, going forward for us. I think he will. He didn't seem too too badly injured. He walked off fine, but um, you know that that's worth noting. He was four of seven in terms of aerial duels, so not terrible, but you know just it was a bad game for him, and it, it was just notable. He was he was off. His body language was off. Perhaps again the injury, but yeah, not very effective, and we really needed him in this in this one. He was our. Only striker. So there you have it. Man of the match. One of our defenders. Maybe you give it to them both. Um, since they both had sort of minor detraction points. Um, and, and yeah, the low light was probably Kyle Lahren up there. Um, I'm not sure what can explain for Atiba Hutchinson's low rating. I thought he was actually fairly effective um, going forward and kind of providing a spark when it was lacking from anyone else. Um. 91% sort of on, on the passes, too, so I don't really know. Let me see real quick. He won two out of six duels, so that's not so solid, perhaps. I mean, ma- maybe he was a little weak in terms of holding the midfield down or something. Only four recoveries. Eh. I don't know. I, I in, my, in my opinion, he's playing more of an offensive role, so I don't hold that against him so much. He was doing some pretty solid connecting for us, honestly. So, I mean... Whatever it is, what it is. Um, yeah, I'll 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 leave it at that. To be a hundred percent honest, I, I think that's a nice short episode, a rarity in these parts. Uh, we do not have an after the beep this this week. Um, I haven't heard from Emre. Maybe he's a little bummed about this result. But so this is what I will leave you all with, folks. Uh, is is a is a note to take home with you. Now the standings. Gotta do the standings. And that's where some might be depressed. So now we've all played 34 matches. After our match, Galatasaray played Trabzon and drew one-to-one. So that worked in our favor, actually. Uh, it worked in our favor in that uh, Trabzon got a point, so they're still within reach of Galatasaray and, and have something to play for. So Galatasaray... Um, you know, they're not necessarily safe from Trabzon, but at the same time, they're safe enough being six points up. You know, if Trabzon had beaten them outright, Trabzon would be giving Gladstone more to play for. So, you know, you got to be start, starting to think motivation and all that. And since Gladyside only got one point, and they've played 34 matches just like us, uh, they have 66 points versus our 72, which means they are a solid six points behind us. Um, Fenerbahce has 69 points, also on 34 matches played. So we've all, you know, we're all level now. No more matches in hand stuff. Uh, but so we're a solid three points above them again, 72 points to so their 69. So um, goal differential, we're still plus 37. is still plus 33, so we still have the plus four on them. Fenerbahce is plus 27, we still have plus 10 on them. It doesn't matter though because we have the head-to-head against Fenerbahce. No matter what. And the best Galatas that I could do is even up the head-to-head. But again, they're six points back, having drawn. So, you know... Just six matches left, folks. I mean, obviously there's a lot to play for, but that result will not do well for them. Um, And so the good news is that... Fenerbahce is three points back, but with us having the head-to-head, you can consider it four points. Insofar as three points won't do anything for them. So... Even if we lose to Galatasaray for example, we're still okay as long as we get the other result. And the mo- and more importantly, this is the Turkish Super League. I don't think anybody is going to outright win these last 6 matches, including us. To be 100% honest, I think it's much more likely that we all drop way more points than we expect. So, you know, nobody needs to be hitting the panic button yet uh, it's not you know obviously we, we hope for smoother sailing uh, for the wind to be carrying us through the waters and obviously we have some other problems too we're lacking a striker uh, abubakar is out the good news sort of hopefully he, he's gonna miss two matches they're saying um could be more obviously you know that's sort of just the first wave of news it could be less you know who knows right who knows how these things go the good news here is that it wasn't sort of severely re aggravated. So uh, he's not done for the season as Jank Tosin and Ozan are. Um, excuse me. So I have some allergies here if you guys are hearing that. I apologize. I'm trying to hopefully I'll edit most of the sounds out. Uh, but so, yeah. That's it, really. Uh, Peshik Tosh has 34 matches played, 72 points. Fenarbache, 34 matches played, 69 points. Glatisidai, 34 matches played, 66 points. Trabzon, 35 matches played, 60 points. So, Trabzon's not really feeling it, we can all agree, but they're, um, you know, still nipping at Glatisidai's heels for third place, potentially. And I mean, you know, things magic could happen for them as far as catching up to Fenerbahce for second. It's not looking too good for that, though. Um, What we can say is that with six matches to go, two results have to go against Besiktas. Two out of six. Um, And that, even then, would require our rivals to win outright all six of their matches. Just... For it to only come down to those two results to go against us. Um, and so, you know, obviously it's tighter than we'd hoped for, but we still have an advantage. And and, and here's my my sort of um, the wisdom I'd like to impart. I've been on the other end of this. I've I, so many times in my life we've been in the in the position of Fenner and Gladys today where, oh, if they drop to the if they drop a result against us and then another result uh, and you get all this momentum and you feel like oh, all we need to do is this we are in my experience probably I'd say oh, for 15 in scenarios like that haven't haven't once done it, it just doesn't really work like that you know um, so we are in the dominant position and we are in the like statistically that we have the, the the odds in our favor I mean knock on wood we, we need strikers. <laughs> uh, we need someone to put goals in the back of the net, somehow. But just, you know, breathe, breathe. And, and, like, don't adopt a loser's mentality here. At the end of the day, this is the Turkish Super League. It's far less... Expecting for any anyone to win six matches in a row ever is, is like uh, gambling... Uh, high stakes low odds you know it's um, you know not advisable so let me just just you know nobody should panic too much yet a lot of season to be played obviously with six matches to go but we're still it's in our hands it's we, we can we can uh, if we do lose it we are the one letting it go there nobody you know nobody else can say that so whatever um, cross your fingers knock on wood. Wear your lucky shirts, whatever kind of superstitions we need to get us across the line. But at the end of the day, uh, Vincent Obubukar, please stay with us. Come back. Um, help us out here. But at the same time, don't come back too fast so that you we don't have you for the remaining. You know, I'd rather be him miss two games and we have him for the final four. Um, or three in the final three. Than to have him for one more half and then never see him again for the rest of the season so we have to be mindful of these things but um you know these decisions come down to people far more paid than we are to make them so let's hope they make the right decisions said again we're looking at you so moving on end of this episode we're done uh short relatively never i couldn't do that well but anyway stay tuned we'll be back um upcoming obviously we have just huge matches left and right um Tomorrow, now, for us, that's Saturday, pesh will host Kai City for. That's 1.30 p.m. here on the east coast of the United States. Time change. Set yourself an alarm. Be careful. This is not the usual time. So, yeah, that's that. The next game after that will be against Jesus for on the road. Uh, not, a, not a long trip, gone, I don't think. But think. Um, Wednesday... April 28th. Again, 1.30. So set your alarms for that one. That's a weird time as well. Um, don't be caught off guard with that. And then after that, again, Saturday, May 1st, we'll be hosting Hatai Sports. So just all big games. Um, but yeah, the, the important thing for you to know, because we'll be back before any of the other ones. Besiktas is hosting Kai City Sport on Saturday. Right? Don't forget. April 24th. 1.30 p.m. here. Check your local listings for your local time. Um, and yeah, we'll be back. Besides that, follow us on Twitter at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow myself at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot. Follow us on Instagram, Black Eagles podcast. One word. And of course, let's go, Basic Come on, six more matches. We can do this! Woo!